Who is wise? The one who learns from others. Welcome to Soul Sessions with KK. This is a podcast where long-form conversation allows us to connect with those who inspire us beyond small talk and social media posts we're bombarded with on a daily basis. Join me on a journey where I speak to people from all backgrounds with different perspectives, each sharing their stories, struggles, and successes. Be a part of a community where you connect to something greater than yourself. I'm your host, Karen Corian, and welcome to Soul Sessions with KK. Hi everyone, it's KK. I'm back. It's been a while since the last time I recorded and released an episode, but I'm really looking forward to releasing this one. When most people hear the word breast cancer or ovarian cancer, understandably, their first response might be fear or anxiety. Cancer is a scary road and nobody, nobody wants to go there. But the reality is, is that one out of 40 men and women of Jewish Ashkenazi descent carry a genetic mutation or pathogenic variant that greatly increases their risk of developing breast, ovarian, male breast, pancreatic, prostate cancer, or melanoma. Thank God we have Sharsharet, which means chain in Hebrew. Sharsharet supports Jewish women and their families facing breast and ovarian cancer no matter what stage they are at, before, during, and even after diagnosis. In this episode, I interview the CEO of Sharsharet, Alana Silber. Alana talks to me about how Sharsharet started and how they help women from all Jewish backgrounds facing breast and ovarian cancer. Sharsharet is not just a peer support network, but it also empowers women and their families by raising awareness, educating men and women on risk, genetic screening, and preventative measures, and also providing mental, emotional, and financial support. This interview was recorded back in April, before my mom's health took a turn for the worse. Although my mom didn't have breast or ovarian cancer, Sharsheret was still supporting me and helping me navigate through the highs and lows. This episode is dedicated in the loving memory of my dear mom, Raya Carmeli, Rachel Bat Yosef, who passed away on Shavuot. I hope this interview benefits you as much as it did for me. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. I'm honored to have Alana Silber here today. She's the CEO of Sharsheret, and she is here to discuss something very vital that every Jewish woman needs to hear. Alana, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Karen, thank you so much uh, for having us. I've seen who you've had on in the past, and we are really honored to join those group of guests that you've had. Let's start with what is the mission statement of Sharsheret? How did it begin? And why is there a need for the organization Sharsheret? Okay, so Sharsheret, first let's just talk about the definition of the word. Sharsheret is the Hebrew word for chain. So the way Sharsheret started out, and we're almost, we're at 20 years, maybe a little bit more at this point. 
Um, it was 2001 when our founder, her name was Rochelle Shoretz. She was a young Jewish woman. Uh, she was a rising attorney. She had clerked for Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and she was married with two small children and she was an otherwise healthy young woman. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she searched in the Jewish community and in the cancer community for support that could really address her issues as a younger Jewish woman with breast cancer. Questions about balancing her career and in cancer, intimacy with her husband, raising children. And she had many offers to speak with aunts and grandmothers, but there really was no one who really could understand her issue. And then someone introduced her to another young Jewish mom. Her name is Lauren Weiser. Um, who had had breast cancer a few months before Rochelle and really carried her through those days before she had surgery and through chemotherapy. Lauren was also a young mom. She was a teacher and she was able to understand what Rochelle was going through. And while Rochelle was still on chemotherapy, she looked at Lauren and she said to Lauren, we can't be the only two young Jewish women out there maybe we can start an organization where we can connect, and that's the concept of the chain, to women who have similar issues, similar backgrounds, similar diagnoses, so they can help get each other through uh, cancer. Um, and so they said, if we could help five women a year, then we will have been successful. Um, in that first year, back in 2001, 2002, over a thousand women called Sharshret, and the organization took off. Fast forward 20 years ahead, we have over 20,000 women who have reached out, including families and friends and all the people that are involved in a woman's life uh, to help them get through cancer. They've been reaching out to Sharshara. Um, and the organization started as this peer support network that now has become so much more than that. Um, and that's where Sharshara is today. So our mission and our goal is to help Jewish women facing breast cancer and ovarian cancer. That's uh, Jewish women facing cancer at every stage. So women who maybe have a family history of breast and ovarian cancer, women who carry a mutation, a genetic mutation, and women who are actually living with cancer or women who've been diagnosed with cancer years ago and have survivorship issues. So Sharshara is the only national Jewish organization that is addressing these issues from before cancer, during cancer, and into survivorship years. Um, and we do it in a number of different ways, but that's basically our mission. We help women and their families facing breast cancer and ovarian cancer at every stage. So why Sharsheret and not, let's say, another general um, organization? Because I know there's many organizations that help with breast cancer and ovarian cancer, why specifically Sharsheret? Okay, so there are a number of reasons. The number one reason is that while when people are facing serious illness, they very much go tap into their history or into their community. And what Sharsheret does is create community within community. So for example, people who are Jewish, when they're diagnosed with breast cancer or ovarian cancer or find out that they have a mutation, they then turn to God or they question God or they turn to religion for support and information. 
there are breast cancer organizations out there for all women of, of all different backgrounds. There's an organization for African-American women. There's an organization for Latino women. There's an uh, organization for Chinese American women. There was no organization for Jewish women. And while there are some similarities in all the different ethnic backgrounds, there are some that are unique to Jewish women. So for example, while there are Jewish families that have both Sephardic and Ashkenaz um, members, there is a statistic out there that one in 40 Jews of Ashkenazi descent, that's both men and women, carries a BRCA, a breast cancer gene mutation. So that's making Jewish families at 10 times greater risk than the general population for hereditary breast cancer and ovarian cancer and other cancers too, because men can carry this mutation. So there's also an increase of prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, male breast cancer, melanoma. And so that's why from the genetics perspective, Jewish families are at greater risk. So this is an important topic and no other organization is going to dedicate their time to sharing these important statistics because if you know that you're at increased risk, there are things you can do today to protect your future. So from the Jewish perspective, there needs to be an organization that is focused on the Jewish community, educating them and then understanding them. So once you have this information and you find out something about your health, and you want to call an organization, you want to explain to them what your background is. At Sharsha, you don't need to explain yourself. We understand Jews of all backgrounds, those who are ultra-Orthodox and Hasidic to those who are traditional, Orthodox, conservative, reform, reconstructionist. We understand cultural Jews, those who are just married to Jewish people, raising Jewish children. So when you don't have to explain yourself and you go to a community that understands you, and supports you in the traditions that you're accustomed to, it helps with the healing process and also from the spirituality aspect when you're turning to God for support or maybe you're questioning God for, while you're going through this. I can see it's very much needed. And I know you just mentioned that one in 40 Ashkenazi women have a hereditary risk of breast and ovarian cancer. Um, what about Sparty women? So we recently had an event um, at uh, the cookbook author's home, um, Kim Kushner, who yeah. also has um, ancestry both from the Ashkenazi Jewish community and the Sephardic Jewish community. And she's very open about her, her status. Of, it's been on her social media and that she's um, carries a mutation. And it's very important to understand that there are two reasons why we use Ashkenazi in the statistic. The first reason is because we're living in the United States. And in the United States, when they were doing the research, that's where we have, we have mostly Ashkenazi Jews, that especially when they did these, this research you know, over 20 years ago. So there were primarily more Ashkenazi Jews. Um, and what we're seeing now more and more is that Ashkenazi and Sephardic Jews are marrying each other. And you don't actually know in previous generations where that happened to. So it's really important that the Sephardic community understands that they do carry the mutations. It may not be at the same level as the Ashkenazi Jewish community, but if you have one parent or one grandparent who has Ashkenazi ancestry, that already puts you at increased risk. And so we want to make sure that we are educating both the Ashkenazi and Sephardic communities 
And from what we understand, there are studies being done on the Sephardic community as well. So any community that tends to stay within the community, whether it's we use the umbrella of Jewish or Sephardic or Ashkenazi, these mutations will show up more and more. And it's really important that we educate people about their risk. And I want to just go back to the, the Jewish piece a little bit um, is also that in Judaism, we also have this concern of helping one another. And Sharsheret is really doing that as well, is giving opportunities for women to help other women, even if you haven't had cancer, right? Because the statistics, statistics show one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. Seven out of eight will not be diagnosed with breast cancer. So those seven out of eight, not only do they have to be educated about their risk, but they also want to know how to care for their friends and their family. So Wushar Sharon is also doing that. Thanks for explaining that. Thank you. Besides education and spreading awareness about the um, hereditary risks, are there other ways people can prevent breast and ovarian cancer? Are there other preventative measures? Yes. So the first thing is raising awareness is huge. Educating the community is huge. But we also know that healthy living is important. They, we know that the way you treat your body can also affect your risk for cancer. So not drinking alcohol, keeping a healthy weight, doing exercise, eating healthy, like we hear that all, but it really has been tied to breast cancer. So that's one thing. Um, and then people are doing genetic testing. So we're raising awareness. And then what happens next? So if someone chooses to go for genetic testing, then first of all, this is a process that should be done with a genetic counselor. Um, there are opportunities where you can test from home and that makes it very convenient and very easy. It's no longer prohibitively expensive to do genetic testing, but you have to understand these are important results. So Sharshar has a genetic counselor on staff who can explain the whole process to you and get you set up for genetic testing because that is one of the ways to prevent cancer. Because if you know that you have a genetic mutation, then there's a whole slew of things that you can do to protect your health. And the first thing, so when you get tested, if you decide you wanna get tested, I would call Sharshar at first, speak to the genetic counselor. Her name is Peggy. She's amazing. She has tons of experience. We'll explain to you if you, she could explain to you with a family member. She can call if you're sitting in Great Neck and you have your cousin in LA, she can make a conversation where both of you talk about it. Should we go for genetic testing? You know, what does it mean for us as a family? Because when you find out your results, like some people think it could be like a pregnancy test where you find out if you're pregnant, if you're not. When you do genetic testing for a mutation, it's not just you and your partner who are affected. You have shared the same genes as your sisters, as your mothers, as your cousins, as your daughters. So when you get that information, you're holding something that affects a lot of other people. So having a genetic counselor explain things to you is really, really important. And it's also could be scary or you don't know what your options are. So for example, when you speak to Shasharit's genetic counselor, she'll tell you before you get tested, well, you don't have to worry, your health insurance will never be affected by the results, but your life insurance and disability could be affected by your genetic status. So before you go for genetic testing, you should make sure you have life insurance if you want life insurance and your disability is all set up because once that's set up, it can't be affected by your results. So these are the kind of tips and things that she would explain to you, Peggy would explain that, 
if you're considering genetic testing. And then some people will say, I don't want to go to a doctor's office. Well, there's some reliable genetic testing that you can do from home. Like we partner with an organization called JScreen. A lot of people know about them yeah. from prenatal testing. Now they offer testing for genetic mutation. Um, and then also there's another one that's called Color that is also very reliable. So you want to make sure that when you're considering testing that you have some guidance and Sharshara could be that guide for you. And then once you test positive, if you want to talk about, we can talk about what the options are. But any, but testing is also not the end of the story, right? Because we know there are families that have a lot of breast cancer or ovarian cancer in their family or prostate cancer and pancreatic, right? Because they're all connected on this BRCA gene, BRCA gene mutation. But if you have a family history of breast cancer and ovarian cancer, even if everyone has tested negative, that's not the end of the story. You are still at increased risk. You still have a greater risk than your friend whose family has never had breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And you need to speak to your doctor about increasing surveillance or maybe doing something preventative. So that's why it's also important to speak to a genetic counselor because the test is not the whole story. And the testing's changed. And there's not only BRCA mutations anymore. We know about other mutations. There's something called CHECK2, CALB2, and ATM. They're all running in Jewish families. And it's important for everyone to know. And it's too much for one person to remember. Use Sharsharit's genetic counselor. Everything is free. Everything is confidential. And everything's done from your house. Like we're all used to getting everything done at home now. You know, in the last two years, Sharsharit's always been remote. And you could speak to a genetic counselor anytime that works for you. So would you say if someone doesn't have a family history of breast or ovarian cancer, do you think it's worth it for them to make a call? Let's say they have other cancers. Should they still make that call? Are they still at risk? So I think it's if family, if you have a family history of cancer and it's something that concerns you, and even if you don't think it's your breast cancer or ovarian cancer, our genetic counselor knows everything. So you should call her anyway, just to put your mind at ease and to guide you. And you never know what information she'll give you that can help you with whatever you're searching for. I mean, we also have on staff 10 social workers. So or together, it's about 10 people. And we sure it's growing every day because we speak to over 8,000 women a year, multiple times about those who are concerned about cancer, living with cancer, people who are testing. You also can do genetic testing after you've had cancer. It's not, there are things, certain medications now coming out specifically designed to address cancer in patients who have certain genetic mutations. So it's really important to understand the concept. So you can also, besides a genetic counselor, we also have these social workers on staff who can help you just deal with what you're dealing with or a family member dealing with it. Also give you logistical, helpful hints, like maybe after mastectomy, if you've had a friend and she's having trouble sleeping, Sharshara would tell her, you know, you should have one of those lazy boy chairs and where do you get one? And if you want to rent one and how do you do that? Someone else was dealing with finances. Sharshara can help get you places where it can help you financially. Sharshara itself gives out financial subsidies for things that are not medical. So Sharshara is this, basically what we want to say is when you're in the Jewish community, if the word breast cancer and ovarian cancer comes up, even if you don't know why you're calling, call Sharshara because likely we can help you deal with what you're dealing with. It's all about empowering women and their families to go from one step to the next with knowledge. And we know that knowledge is power. So 
So it's about empowering women. That's our whole, it's a very um, optimistic place where we, and we're hopeful because we have accumulated all this knowledge and expertise over the last 20 years. So use us, we're here, you know, we're here and we're here for everyone in the community. We're truly blessed to have you guys. Thank you. People should give you guys a call if they feel like there's a problem or they have questions or they're suspecting anything. Um, so I know you mentioned raising awareness, education, um, getting tested, healthy living. What about mammograms? What is your opinion on mammograms? Because I hear mixed opinions on them. I know I don't know if this is an old wives' tale, where some people say that like don't get mammograms. Mammograms actually cause breast cancer. I've heard that. And then other people are like, what are you talking about? Like you're supposed to get a mammogram from age 35. So what is Sharsheret's stance on mammograms? Okay, so first I'm gonna put it out there, whoever's listening, we're not medical doctors. We have a great medical advisory board and I encourage you to go to our website and we have doctors from all different fields um, related to breast cancer and ovarian cancer and women's health. But I'm gonna tell you that the mammogram is still the gold standard. And we follow the guidelines of the American Cancer Society and recommending that every woman at age 40 goes for a mammogram. And anyone who has um, a family member, a first degree family member diagnosed with breast cancer starts screening 10 years before that person was diagnosed. So if that person was diagnosed at 38, then at 28, her sisters, her daughters, that's when they should start screening. So screening, well, so I understand that people may have some doubts with mammograms. So if, this, I, if a lot of people on the call today are younger women, they need to ask their doctors if they have dense breasts. This is really an important concept. Dense breasts is not something you can see. You can have really big breasts and not have dense breasts. But dense breasts make mammograms more difficult to catch cancers. So they are recommending for those who have dense breasts to also get sonograms. Also, a lot of people might be pregnant. Look, we're having kids into our 40s, right? And if the, if the uh, recommendation is to have a mammogram, but you're pregnant at 40, don't give up your screening. Go for a sonogram, go for a physical exam. Make sure you know what your body looks like. We talk about signs and symptoms all the time. We have this very good card that you can uh, look up on our website. We give them to mikvahs, we give them to organizations who are doing outreach events where you can order this card and it shows you what like things on your breast don't look normal. And you may think it's nothing, but you should bring it to your doctor's attention. Um, so signs and symptoms are important. Screening at every age, even as a young adult, right? In your twenties and thirties, know your body, know your breasts. When you go for your annual exam at your doctor, let them do a physical exam. Any changes in your breasts should be a sign, um, something to bring to your doctor. When we talk about ovarian cancer, there is no mammogram for ovarian cancer. There is no good screening tool for ovarian cancer. So we really rely on family history and also the symptoms. And symptoms for ovarian cancer are very similar to things that are not, you wouldn't think are cancer, backache, bloating. And um, so these are things that family history, genetic testing, that's important for families with ovarian cancer. Um, but they still do not have the mammogram, the screening modality for ovarian cancer. Many women who have a family history of ovarian cancer 
or carry a BRCA mutation or other mutations that increase ovarian cancer are considering surgery. When they're finished having children, they have, it's an oophorectomy where they take out the fallopian tubes and the ovaries. And that's something that a lot of women are considering. It puts you into menopause a little bit early, but it's not as invasive surgery as, it's not as hard as a mastectomy physically on your body. But that's for families that have family history of ovarian cancer or carrying mutation. And the incidence of ovarian cancer is much smaller than in breast cancer. If breast cancer is one out of eight, um, ovarian cancer is about one in 75. So, but it's something to keep in mind. So yes, I would not give mammograms a bum rap and they're really important. Um, and other things are important too with it. But mammogram is still, according to the medical community, gold standard and should be discussed within the context of all these other uh, screening opportunities. So for example, a person who has a family history may go for a mammogram, but also may be considering MRI and sonograms. So you have to speak to your doctor. That's the biggest takeaway. Talk to your doctor about your family history or about your own concerns and ask about all the different options, mammogram, MRI, and sonogram and physical exam. So you mentioned for ovarian cancer, some, some of the signs and symptoms are like backache, bloating. What about for breast cancer? Is there anything else? Breast cancer, again, on that card, it's not always a lump. So there could be changes in your breast if your nipples are looking different ways, if you see indentations. And again, I don't, it could be any changes in your breast. Could be a sign of breast cancer. It doesn't have to be, but it could be. So anytime you see any change in your breast, look, we have babies and we're nursing and there's blocked milk ducts and not every time it's gonna be cancer. There could be red irritation, but there's inflammatory breast cancer. So there's no downside to talking to your doctor when you see changes in your breast and to be your best advocate. As women, we tend to be very busy. We are always helping other people. We are raising children. We are working. We are out there, we're getting ready for the holidays. I mean, we know everything is 2022 and still, a lot falls on us. We have to make time for our health. So even if you designated, I know a lot of times in the mikvah, that's once a month that women who are going to the mikvah for family purity, that's a good time to say, this is about me. So we are going to be creating cards, shower cards to go into every mikvah um, across the country. We're, we're coming out with that in the next couple of months. And so if anyone on this call is affiliated with a mikvah, they should call us and we can have this because it's that one time a month that you're focusing on you and you can make that your time to really look in the mirror and look at your breasts and see what changes are there. Thank you so much, Alana, for all that information. I also wanna get into more of what Sharshara does to support the, the patients and their families. So Sharshara's support system, and we talked a little bit about how we have all these mental health counselors on staff, which I think coming out of the COVID experience, people understand the importance of mental health and mental health is really affected by a cancer diagnosis or even finding out that you're at risk. So Shepherd offers emotional support, mental health counseling and financial subsidies and information, really important information. So when we talk about emotional support, Sharsharit offers a peer support network with over 20,000 women 
of all Jewish backgrounds, of all ages, and all over the country, and even beyond the country. We have women who are calling from Israel, London, Hong Kong, Switzerland, um, and we have social workers on staff who are making these very tailored connections. So for example, if we have a young woman who is sitting in New York, who is diagnosed with a cancer, something called triple negative breast cancer, which is a kind of challenging cancer. And she is in her thirties and has a young baby and wants to speak to another young mom about this, maybe about losing her hair. And normally she covers her and she's losing her. We can connect her with someone who's all across the country on the West Coast who's dealing with the same thing, exactly the same kind of background, exactly the same diagnosis, as much as exactly can be, because every cancer diagnosis is different. And they can speak privately to each other um, about their concerns. And then the social worker will check in with them to make sure that the match is good. It's kind of like a, a shidduch situation, um, but you can have multiple peer supporters. And they, that's really the essence of how Sharshar started through this peer support network. And then we have these peer supporters who speak one-on-one, -on -one, and then there are those who come and speak at events and can also be there for other people. And when we have mental health counseling, we have social workers and the genetic counselor on staff who are basically Sharshart's call center. And anyone can call, email, Facebook message us, Instagram, however they want to reach us. We have live chat on our website. They are on call waiting for people to call. And we start, we have people based in LA and all across the US. So you could be from 9 a.m. in New York till 8 p.m. in New York where somebody's online. And then we have a live chat at night. So you can call and speak with a genetic counselor. They can help you handle it from the site, all the psychosocial issues that you're grappling with. How do I talk to my kids about cancer? How do I deal with my partner or my spouse? How do I date with cancer? What comes next? My doctor gave me two options. I just went and she said I could do option A or option B. How do I manage that? What's my lifestyle? I need resources. I need to find out I can't afford it. Sharshara can pay for things. Sharshara can help you find places that can pay things. We partner with dozens and dozens of organizations um, to deal with anything you need. Someone says, I don't even know what questions to ask the doctor. We have a whole slew of questions. If you're going to a breast surgeon or you're going to a radiologist or you're going to a gynecologic oncologist, we have the questions to ask. Um, and then Sharshara basically can get you through this, have, dealing with children, dealing with different levels of diagnosis. There are some women who are diagnosed early stage cancer and some who are diagnosed later stage or metastatic cancer. There are all these different issues and Sharshara basically navigates the cancer journey for you in a way that you're most comfortable. So people can call once a week, they can call once a month, they can call once a year. We are empowering them to manage their situation and we're caring for them. You know, luckily many of us have a strong support network, but they don't understand everything. There's new lingo. Sharshara keeps a finger on the pulse of what's coming out so that we can help you get through the cancer journey. Um, we have a program that addresses the cosmetic side effects of cancer. If you're going for chemotherapy and radiation, you may lose your hair, a difference in skin tone, but you still have to go to work the next day, or maybe you have to go to a family wedding. How do you approach that from the psychological side, but the physical side? If you want to look good at this wedding, Sharshara can help you do that. If you want to get a good wig and you can only find not such good ones, Sharshara does a program and we partner with someone who will make you a human hair wig 
from the comfort of your home using technology. We have webinars on topics. Women tell us every year what do they care most about and what they're worried about. Maybe they're worried about bone health. Maybe they're worried about fertility. Sharsharet will bring the top doctors in America on a call for you to ask your questions and hear the latest in information and research. Um, and then we're helping women find housing after cancer or we're helping women really just figure out what they need and how to get it. And Sharsharet is that quarterback for you to make it all come together and we'll take care of everything. If you have questions with your insurance, Sharsharet will get you an organization that just focuses on health insurance and be able to figure that out. And we understand a lot of it so we can give you tips on how to manage those things and anything and everything in between. And we partner, we don't do everything, but we know where we can get done. So we're with a lot of different organizations and the internet is very, very valuable. And it's also very noisy. Sharsharet brings that all together so that you know what's reliable, what's helpful, and can just get you on your way. I'm absolutely blown away by how much your organization does. It's making me a bit emotional because I feel like maybe women like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or even women who are battling this now and never heard of Sharsharet didn't have the opportunity to seek your help. That's why we're doing what we're doing right now to shed light on this and that there are people who are part of the chain. There are people who want to help. There are women who want to empower other women with their physical needs, their mental needs, emotional needs. And what you're doing is truly God's work. Really thank you for being here today. I'm very sure that whoever's listening right now is not only gaining so much information and so much education, but they're also being empowered to take care of their health. And in your words, to be their best advocate. The biggest thing that upsets us is when we hear that someone said, I wish I had known about you when I needed you most. So that's our biggest challenge, getting the word out there that everyone should know that they can call at any stage before, during, and 10 years after cancer, and they can also call for a friend. Um, so that's, and everything is, again, free, confidential. And we are giving away about $400,000, $500,000 a year. And that's real money for people who are struggling. So we encourage everyone to call. Um, and everything is from a Jewish lens, but we do help those who are not Jewish as well, who reach out for support. Um, oh, that's good to know. I didn't know that. And, um, no, we're so grateful. I mean, we know that we have young moms and I forgot to mention this though, that um, we have something called the busy box where really that's very hard for young mothers to talk to their kids about cancer. And it has all the resources you need, but also toys for kids as their mom is resting after going to the doctor or even when the mom is at, doctor, at the doctor, we tailor it to the ages of your children. So they get these new toys that are not messy and you also get the resources. So these are the kind of things like, we could be on this call for 10 hours. The amount of resources we have could go on. And, but the most important thing is just pick up the phone and call, email or text us. I mean, there's, or go on to Sharsharet's Instagram page, we're called Sharsharet Official, or go on Facebook. We have Facebook groups where everything is safe. Again, everything at Sharsharet is safe, confidential and monitored by somebody who is going to protect you. And it's a safe place to land when you're facing cancer.
Thank you so much. And also you mentioned that any stage a woman is in, even if she's like, like thank God if she's cancer free, they can still reach out to you. Yeah. So that's- There are issues that survivors, we have a whole program for young breast cancer survivors that we created for the CDC and we work with the CDC. Um, and so we have an entire program just for cancer survivors. That's so incredible. That's from A to Z, what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible. And it was truly an honor to have you come here and speak. How can people directly contact Sharshara? So yeah. the toll-free number is 866-474-2774. Online, we're sharsharet.org, S-H-A-R-S-H-E-R-E-T.org. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram as Sharsharet Official on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, um, and YouTube, we have a channel. So really wherever you are, we are. Um, so we really encourage everyone. I mean, we even start on college campuses, every college campus that has an AEFI chapter or Hillel or Chabad is learning about Sharsharet and can get involved because there are questions you might have on college campuses and we are, we are there. Incredible. Thank you so much, Alana. Thank, Thank you, you again. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and feel free to reach out with feedback and questions. If you want to learn more about what I do, you can check out my Instagram page at coach.kk and check out the link in my bio. Let's connect.